Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Thought Vault today. We are going to talk about strengths. What are your strengths? Do you know what they are? Are you unsure what strengths you even have? We are going to dive into the subject because knowing your strengths can truly change your life, change where you're at, how you feel about where you're at right now in life and where you're going, where you want to go and and really what to do next. If you know your strengths, a lot of that becomes a lot more clear. I recently attended a parent conference at church and got to listen to some wonderful pastors and experts speak on various subjects related to parenting. One of the key speakers talked about strengths-based parenting, and while I was listening, I took away so many tidbits and knowledgeable insights, and even though the context I was learning about was you know, being applied to parenting, there was so much for all of us to gain from hearing this stuff and it really hit home with me. So I really kind of wanted to use what I learned from that conference and pass it on to you guys. Um, this will probably be a shorter episode, but there's it's more going to be about you taking this information and going and doing something with it and really reworking some of the places in your life that it will apply to. Um, our culture and school system are really focused on us being well-rounded people and creating us to be well-rounded people. Curriculums at school require everyone to be well-versed in a myriad of subjects. Everyone has to go through, you know, all the subjects. You can't, even if you're gifted in one subject, you can't only focus on that through school. You have to do all of them, right? It's easy to see from our own experience from school and as an example, you know, our own children maybe that we have in school how we are all equally, um, or I should say how we are all naturally more gifted or suited for certain subjects. We will see that across the board. Some people are more artistic and creative. Some people are more uh, research oriented and love to do you know, experiments in science. Some people love foreign languages and culture. Uh, some people love to study, you know, about math and or social sciences or history. There's just so much, right? Um, and so I don't have to go through all of them, but I think the point is we can all agree that some of us are just a lot more gifted in some areas than others. And I had, for myself, I had an affinity for science and history and English growing up. All those subjects really, I just enjoyed them. And looking back, it makes sense because what I do now and, and what I like to do now uh, requires me to read, synthesize information, study, and relate that to different parts of life. And that makes sense why those three subjects I really excelled in and really loved. And uh, when we, when you look back to your report card, you may easily be able to identify that there are some subjects that you are just more inherently gifted at or came more naturally or that you always found joy in learning about. And oftentimes we see that obviously in a higher, a higher grade being reflected back to us. Uh, as we get older, it can be harder to identify what we love doing, but the easiest rule of thumb is to notice what you look forward to the most when it comes to your job or your day-to-day responsibilities. 
At the conference, the speaker emphasized how when we operate mostly in our strengths, we see accelerated fulfillment or success in those particular areas. The encouragement from the talk was for us as parents to take notice of our child's strengths and help shape those further because it brings about confidence and wins, so to speak, which has a very positive effect overall on the child. And also in later years, there is more emphasis on what to pursue career-wise when they have developed in more specific areas those things that they love doing rather than trying to go through this process of discovering what is a natural fit. So fostering strengths may help your children bring about clarity on what they should pursue later in life. And I just found that so interesting because, you know, sure, there were some things my parents, you know, knew and would give me like a, a lot of accolades over like, wow, you're so great in science. You Do you want to become a doctor? And we would kind of talk about that, but it wasn't like, let's figure out how to make you do more science or what club could you be a part of? And, and it wasn't like my whole schooling was oriented only toward those things. And so, uh, you know, as an adult, I talked earlier in some previous episodes of the podcast how I really went through an early life crisis when I landed a corporate job that perfectly matched my degrees and it was horrible. It was the worst match because uh, having that type of position, the values that I hold to who I am and the things that really make me excited about life were not part of that job description. And so, of course, I didn't, that job did not fit me and I did not like it. So it's interesting to think, had our schools allowed us to focus on our strengths and pursue those more, how much different a lot of us would be, like what capacity we would be working in right now. Some of us, you know, hit the nail on the head and we figured it out and we're doing things that we absolutely love. But most people have gone through a, a series of failures or hurts or rediscoveries to find that in no ways better than the other. But I did find it interesting how as parents, we could really help our children pull toward the things that God created them to do more naturally and gifted them to do. In a study, this doctor was talking about, or uh, I should say, well, actually he was a doctor. <laughs> this a speaker at the conference was talking about was showing the effect of cultivating kids' strengths in this, in this way. And so they took average readers who could read 90 words per minute and put them through a reading program to help them improve their reading skills and comprehension. And once they completed the program, they were retested and could read 150 words per minute. So they increased, they improved their, their reading per minute metric by about 67%. So second, they took another group of readers who were all considered above average readers who could already ast astonishingly read 350 words per minute. These kids were clearly already skilled at, re at reading to begin with. And once they were put through the same program, they were retested. And these kids on average could read 2,900, 2,900 words per minute. That blew my mind. I read pretty fast and I, I, there's no way I could read that much. So the first group improved, like I said, their, their reading rate by 67%, which is good. But the second group increased a skill that they were already strong at by over 200%. Like they went from above average to like exceptional, right? To off the charts. So when we operate in the strengths God created us with, we flourish in that. There was an infamous Olympian runner. His name is Eric Liedel. I think is how you pronounce his last name or Little. 
uh, who attributed his skill to run, of running to Christ. And he was well known for his mission work and, and, and loving the Lord. And there was a movie uh, created, Chariots of Fire, after his life. And infamously in that, in that movie, there was a line where he says, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And when I've done things I believe God created me to do, that is exactly how I feel. I feel God smiling at me saying, yes, like this is exactly what I wanted you to do. And it fills me up. Um, it makes me feel good. And it makes me have satisfaction and contentment in ways that other things I attempt to do maybe don't as much, right? It's so interesting to think about how if we give focus to our strengths, we can truly impact the world we live in in such a myriad of ways. When someone is stepping up into their calling, so to speak, and we hear that often, but really it's just about when they're operating in a way that just feels natural to them or that they're just naturally skilled at, there's not much that can come up against it, right? Weaknesses shouldn't be ignored either, and we should be mindful of our weaknesses, but often the scales can be tipped toward our weaknesses, being an anchor or a focus to change and not our strengths. So oftentimes we're looking at our weaknesses and trying to figure out how can we fix our weaknesses? How can we make these better? And we spend a lot of energy trying to make ourselves more well-rounded, where what this speaker was speaking to was, what if we focus on the strengths? Because naturally when you are excelling at an arena in your life, it kind of flows through. It's just like how you hear about how can you take care of others when you don't take care of yourself? It's a flow through. And that, I think that that is what this was making me think about. It's like, wow, if I focused on my strengths and put energy into the things that I know I'm good at, how would that affect the rest of the picture? And so I want to encourage you guys to consider this. Like, what are your strengths? Are you playing more into your weaknesses? Are you trying to build up weaknesses in your life more than you are your strengths? And how would it change if you were to focus on those, on those strengths? Where would you see shifts? And when we are flourishing in the way like God created us to, how would that lift you know, the rest of our lives or see, help us to see things differently or in a more opportunistic way that we wouldn't otherwise be seen just because we're so focused on trying to fix the bad parts of ourselves and not stepping into how God created us. Um, we all have, we're all image bearers of Christ. And so we all have uh, attributes to who we are that are able to improve so much around us and improve the people that are around us. Uh, that is what God came to do. Think about Jesus. He Think about how many lives he impacted in his 33 years. And it, it, his whole orient of his life was to just step into the gift of teaching and speaking on God's word and being a disciple for Christ. And ultimately, when we are operating in our gifts, those things tend to happen. We tend to be that light of who Christ created us to be. We tend to disciple to others because it's undeniable when we're doing things that we're good at the gift that God has given us in that. It's something to think about. And I think a new perspective for us trying to focus on what our goals are right now and what we want to achieve and where we're going with our lives. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Some of us have had a hard time identifying what we're good at, but we all have things that come to us more naturally that we are good at. We are all made to reflect who 
Jesus is. And discovering the balance between strengths and weaknesses will help us master a formula for like setting our own personal goals, moving forward in life and resetting our intentions. The Apostle Paul had an extraordinary, he had extraordinary strengths and he came to understand that the place of our weaknesses played a big part. He says in Second Corinthians, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's from Second Corinthians chapter 12, nine and, verse 9 and 10. From this passage, we are reminded that in our weaknesses, we are given an opportunity to rely, to rely on Christ to help us. Between recognizing our weaknesses and bringing them to Christ and intentionally seeking out our strengths, we are embracing how God created us wholly and, and it helps us to not become stagnant and complacent. So we're aware of our, our weaknesses and those are places that we draw closer to God. And we become more aware and more intentional of operating in our strengths so that our strengths can work in a balance with that prayer that we have to to the Lord, to help us in our weaknesses, to help us grow in certain ways, and also to extend the things that he has already given us that we're skilled at. And so sometimes it's hard to identify what our strengths are, but one of the easiest ways to figure it out is to ask. Ask your loved ones in your life, what do you think I'm good at? If you wanted to talk to me about something, what would it be? That's going to give you an insight as to what you're good at because people will gravitate toward you for certain things. Like, oh, they always know, you know, X, Y, Z. They can always tell me, you know, ABC. (laughs) Um, So people tend to gravitate towards people for certain things in their lives. And by just simply asking, you can help yourselves, help yourselves figure out, okay, I must be good at that. I must have a natural inclination toward that. Another great way to help discover your strengths is to think back to your childhood. What did you always do? What was your imagination revolving around? Was it about building things and engineering your Legos together? Or was it lining up your baby dolls and stuffed animals and teaching them a lesson? Was it pretending to be a cashier at a bank or a store and you liked to handle money and figuring out, you know, how to check people out? I love doing that too. Look back to your childhood. Get some insight as to what were the things that you just naturally love to do. Did you love to perform for your family? Did you love to master songs and sing them for friends and family at holidays? That will speak to so much of what you are good at and what you're naturally gifted in. And also pull out those report cards. Think back to your school days and what were the subjects that really made you think, made you energized, that you didn't mind studying for? Um, That is very eye-opening as to the areas that make your brain fire on more cylinders and make you feel excited to learn. And that will help shape what it is that you're strong at. Another great example is just in your day-to-day life. Like, what do you just nail almost on a daily basis? And what is more of a struggle for you? There's so many ways that you can make lists and get kind of pinpoint some things about yourself. And then what would it look like to pray over those things? How could that shift? How, if you spent more time focusing on those and having more intention behind those strengths, what, would, what doors could that open? How could God work through you in that way? He made those gifts in you for a reason. He created your natural inclinations for a purpose. 
And sometimes we need to pray over them. Sometimes we need to ask God, can you please help reveal to me what it is you want me to do with this? How, how can I use this, Lord? Um, offer it at, to, at, to him. Offer it up to him. Help me to use my strengths. I want to use this strength, Lord. And so I want to encourage you that. Encourage you in that. This is a shorter episode, but really it's more about taking this information and applying it to your day-to-day life and think about, hmm, how can I operate more in my strengths? And what, what would happen in a year from now if I really was intentional about applying my strengths to my day-to-day life? It could change your job. It could change how you show up as a wife or a dad or a, a husband or, or a mom. It could change how you are showing up in your church. If you're really skilled at something and your church needs that, like what doors could that open up for your community? There's so many different avenues you could apply this to. And that's basically my encouragement, guys. Think about this. What if we led our strengths-based life where we pray to God about our weaknesses and we hand our strengths over to the Lord to operate in our lives through us and to see what that would look like to intentionally pursue the things that we're gifted at. So if you haven't, make sure that you are in our Bold Insiders Facebook community. It's a private group where we just get to know each other more and fellowship and have more life coach training in there. And make sure you're subscribed to the show. And if you haven't, please leave a review because that means so much to the algorithms and getting the show out there. And I am just so happy to have you listen to today's episode. So until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.